Did you know Will Stills Reams have gone 19 games unbeaten? He's the youngest manager in the top five European leagues, doesn't have a professional coaching license. Reams have to pay €25,000 every time he manages a team until he gets one. And he learned everything he knows from Football Manager. Of course, everybody already knows that. So here we go. It's the Football Shirt Show. Welcome back to They Think It's All Over, episode 50, somebody shout, 58, are we going to say 58? 59? That'll do, zero thereabouts. Who we got this week? I'm Adrian Football Chitalia. I'm Mike at Footy Shirts. I'm Tom at Shirt Fan. And Scott at Flying Scotty. We got a full compliment this week, unlike some other sports shows. Full panel. Nobody refused to come to work. <laughs> but we've, um, we, we've made jokes about... Nazis and stuff, haven't we? Yeah, I think it might be a different issue, to be honest. <laughs> 1930s Germany has come up in the pod quite a few times. It, it has, it has. <laughs> I think the, the key here is the fact that it's three people accusing one person of of being a Nazi when he's not. I think that's what makes it different, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Gary Lineker doesn't even own them shirts you own, Mike, and he got suspended. Uh, um, no comment. You might not be a Nazi, but you definitely shit yourself. <laughs> right, we are going to stay apolitical this week. Is it apolitical? Is that right for keeping out of it? Apol- non-political? I don't know. But uh, we're going to stick to the shirt news. What have we got, gents? Who likes fake football teams? Anybody? Fantasy? TV shows? No. So ProDirect announced today that in... Um, conjunction with the release of Ted Lasso season three on the 15th of March that Nike have partnered up and they will be releasing the actual kits that they will be wearing on the show in season three. Now I gotta admit I'm not really like I know people wear those purple ones from Dream Team or whatever it was I'm not a big fan of those I'm gonna be honest with you I love this show so much I even contemplated buying one of the really shit ones from like season one and two and then when I saw a little glimpse of that Nike one, I kind of thought I might end up buying one of these, if I'm honest with you. And I might have to get tart on the back as well. So I think that they're going with home, potentially the away, it looks like. And then they've even got some training wear. They've got a hoodie and a crew neck sweatshirt that will all be available exclusively. Well, we think exclusively from ProDirect. Nobody else has announced that they will be sell on it but yeah i think it'll be quite popular i mean they're bound to be better than dortmund shirts by the way but um do you know how much they're gonna retail for they did not say you would like to think that it won't be a 70 pound like the rest of them but i i think you might be quite surprised by that i think those sort of like uh not, i think the ones from the season one and two weren't even a real brand they were just some sort of like pretend in-house thing if i remember rightly uh, and they were quite pricey they certainly weren't 25, 30 quid, put it that way. They were they were up there towards the price of a normal stadium shirt, if not a little more. Oof. Well, if that's a joke, I love it. If not, can't wait to unpack it with you later. Any other news? Yeah, I'll go. There was uh, quite an interesting story come out of Belgium this week. Um, so basically, everyone can remember when Man United changed their kit at half-time because they were losing to Southampton. Well, there was a team in the Belgian league by the name 
of, I've got to admit, it's not a team I was overly familiar with. They are Sarang or Sarang, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So they decided to do the same. They changed their kit at halftime. And to be fair to them, it had exactly the same effect as when United tried it because they still lost. So basically, they decided it was a good idea to wear a, I believe it was a black kit with, no, sorry, a red kit with black trim, whilst Antwerp were wearing a black kit with red trim. And then one team was wearing red shorts and one team was wearing black shorts. And who would have thought it was difficult to see everybody? So what they did is they changed that halftime to their white away shirt. Problem with that is not everybody had brought their away shirts with them. So they were all unprinted. So they mocked up name sets on the back with bizarre bits of tape and Sharpie. And then just to drive the final nail into the coffin, it also meant that the Antwerp keeper had to change his shirt because it now clashed with Saran's second half kit. And he didn't have his own away kit either. So he ended up wearing a different kit. So quite frankly, it was an absolute clusterfuck. So the point I'm getting from this is that for years now, we've been dealing with manufacturers making fucking shirts with plain backs because they can't fucking see anything. Yet these the game went on successfully, didn't it? They sharpied numbers on. Everything went as normal. Yeah, and it wasn't official font, like not even the right sort of character font either. It's a mess, an absolute mess. Tom? Yeah, there was a, a special shirt in Italy as well on the weekend just gone because Inter Milan celebrated 115 years as a club, a couple of years behind AC Milan, not that that's controversial. And uh, they released a special shirt that they wore against Spezia. It's exactly the same as their current home shirt that they've worn the rest of the season, apart from underneath the badge, they had a little gold kind of print detail that said, I am 115 years. Of course, I am is their new kind of corporate brand, identity, I'm everything that they can slap on a t-shirt, football, a pair of trainers. And they went with I'm 115 years. And it looks like it's not going to be one on the pitch, but they are going to release another shirt with that same detail in the middle of the shirt and a 115 name set on the back of the shirt with each of the signatures of the 26-man squad and Simone Inzaghi. So didn't bring them much luck, though, because they lost 2-1 to Spezia. Daniel Maldini scored, and then an Enzola penalty either side of Lukaku's goal. So they lost 2-1, but they did wear a special shirt with a special little print on it. This was hilarious. I thought it was an absolute mess up because they obviously brought the shirt out. Everybody went out and bought it. And then they played in a shirt that was completely different. The font was a different colour. And they also came up with this actually quite cool 115 badge, with like a, obviously 115 with the snake over the top of the inter badge, which looked really cool and was on the sleeve. Would have been great on the shirt, but it was on the sleeve that they sold. And then in the game, if you'd gone and bought that shirt, it didn't even wear that in the match. Um, I mean, if you're an Inter fan that's splashed out for that, you must be absolutely gutted. It's a bit of a sickener, especially when the result doesn't go the way either. I mean, I think as far as special shirts go, it's a pretty poor one, I think, actually, this. The one that was worn in match, because it's just a little detail. When, you know, AC Milan previously have had something really cool for their 120th, even that Bayern Munich 120-year shirt, it was something really cool, really different. I shared a Brentford shirt earlier today that was a special edition. And just do something. If you're going to do it at all, go the extra mile. Don't just do a screen print. 
I was to be honest with you, I was pretty much just going to say what you just said. If if, if you're going to do it, do it properly. I think just a little pat. I mean, occasionally little patches for for commemorative reasons work okay. But for me, if you're going to do something for a big anniversary, do a proper kit, make it something special, and fucking wear it on the pitch. If you're going to bring out something like that and charge the fans that kind of money, at least have the decency to wear it on the pitch for them. Yeah, one more thing, just just to squeeze this in there before we move on. I realised something really fucking awful, right? Villa are approaching a, a big anniversary and Castore is still going to be our kit manufacturer whilst we have that. I'm not happy about that. You say that, but didn't you buy a special Castore Rangers shirt that was very, very nice? Yeah, only because it cost me 18 quid, though. I was going to bought it for the full price. <laughs> big Mike was selling it for £18, pounds, so you bought it. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of noise out there as well around um, anniversary shirts for like 115 years. Like where, where do we draw the line? When does um, special stop becoming special and things like that? But um, that's probably another issue. And at the end of the day, it gives us shirts to talk about. Don't tell AIK fans that they release oh, a special God. anniversary shirt every year. Now. I think it, at that point, it's a birthday shirt though, isn't it? It's not an anniversary. Anybody got anything else before we move on? You know well, you want to talk about the Romans, AD. Just do it. I know you're hosting, but you can still talk about it. So I, I don't know if we do, because I don't know if it's a football shirt, to be honest, gents. Uh, is there not going to be one in the game? The club haven't confirmed. So they've come out, so they've released this um, They've released this legacy range, uh, which is nice. It's got the old ASR badge. It's a nod back to, um, to, to a kit of many, many years ago. In green, green with a nice sort of white band across the chest. But green kits are banned from Syria for start. Um, so we'll have to wait and see there. There's not many games left. And like I say, the club haven't even confirmed if they're going to wear it. But um, but it's sold out because it's got a shiny badge and everybody got really, really excited. But there we go. Europa League, maybe? Still in that? No ban on green shirts? Could go out of that this week, the way we played against bloody Sosuolo today. Well, I hope they do wear it, to be honest. I think I've touched on this before. Some of the old green Roman kits are a few of my particular favourites. But one last thing before we move on whilst we're talking about boys in green. Has anybody noticed the new scene, sorry, the new Ireland badge this week was was kind of shown by Castoria and um, I'll get get it off of first I'm not a big fan for one reason and that is the wonky shamrock and it looks pissed to me but it's nice to see a retro badge being brought back either way what do you guys think I say they've done it wonky just to give Castoria a chance when it comes to making the shirts <laughs> I think Celtic released a better Irish shirt this week than the Irish did oh that was a good shirt actually Again, funny anniversary. What was that? Like 100, 135 years. 135 well, that, years. So, I mean, that's more random than 115, isn't it? That's what I was going to say with Villas. Villas is next year. So so in 2024, Villas anniversary will actually be 150 years. Now, for me, that is very much worth uh, an anniversary shirt. So, you know, maybe I, I've got to admit, I'm about to buy the, the Castori shirts for Villa just because they're all ridiculously cheap on the website. So maybe... Maybe I should wait and see what they're like when they turn up and hope that if we do get a one one 150th anniversary shirt, it's actually decent. It's got to be better than what Inter Milan did anyway, even if it's a shit shirt. Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, that was a lot of news for us, but you did it very, very quickly. So congratulations, we can continue to cover that much news again. Mike, what else have we got coming up next? So next, we're going to go straight to our feature, which which I think is a really good one. Uh, one member of our, our podcast has been muted whilst this, this part uh, begins. So we were lucky enough to speak to Steve from Red Men TV uh, for a, a Liverpool special.
This week, I'm delighted to welcome to the pod, Steve Hoare. He's uh, part of Red Men TV. You may have recognised his voice when we hear those sultry tones in a moment, but a lot of people have been asking for a Liverpool special and who better to to welcome onto the show. I hope so. Fingers crossed. That's a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a bill. And, but, you know, thanks very much for having me, guys. I can't wait. It's a bit looking forward to it. trying to get this organised for a few weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Today, we thought it'd be really good just to look at the classic Liverpool kits from your perspective, some of the greatest kits and um, hold the best memories, some of those sponsors and some of those players as well. I mean, yeah, massive club like Liverpool. You're lucky to have all three of those boxes tick, really. Been, been blessed. We've had some shockers as well, but some really stinky kids as well. But, um, but yeah, we've had some really good ones. We can touch on those a little bit, I'm sure, as well. Steve, do you just want to tell for all of our listeners that may not watch Redmen or follow Redmen TV, do you want to just give an overview of what you do and what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm the head of operations there. So um, we are we are obviously uh, the Redmen TV YouTube channel. We've got a subscription website. We've got the podcast as well. And yeah, we just cover Liverpool every which way possible. At the stadiums, we've got a, we've got a studio. We have, I think, 11 full-time members of staff working on the show. It's it's um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a proper organisation. We're not just doing things by halves, but yeah, we just obviously covering the games, pre games, post games, loads and loads of other stuff as well. I know sometimes fan media can get a bit of a rough name, and I, I do understand that to an extent. But we try not to be that, and we don't claim to be. You know, we're not the voice of the fans. We're not we're not speaking on anyone's behalf. We're just us, and we're just a group of lads and girls who love Liverpool, love talking about Liverpool. And like I say, what what one thing I'm proud of really is that. It's like sharing the, the club and the city far and wide. Like, for example, I'm an NFL fan and I know it's hard being on the, on the different side of the world to your team. I like to think that we can bring a little bit of Liverpool from Liverpool to somebody, whether they're in America or Australia. It doesn't really matter. We, you know, we have viewers and subscribers all over the world, which I think is really cool. Liverpool, like you mentioned before, a massive club, a global club. So there's no audience. People, I mean, some people love us, some people hate us. That's fine. But the, the general consensus is we make Liverpool content and we make it because we love Liverpool and we, we want to share that with as many people as we can. It's about bringing the community and the cultures together, isn't it, in terms of wherever you're based. And I think that's one of the best things about social media with these um, with these fan type setups. I think it's fantastic. So let's get into the kits then. I don't, am I going to put you on the spot and ask for your top kit or should we work up to it? Let's, I don't know. Should we start? Should we go back? How far back do you want to go? Should we go 70s, 80s? When I first started, I was born in 1987. So the, the first kit I owned, I remember, was like, um, there was the 91, 92 kit. It was a candy one. I think actually, you know, I was, I was like 1991. It's candy. It's, it's flakes. Um, it was red and with the white stripes on. And then they had the away kit, which was the grey with the flakes on. And I've always, like, Look, I've always loved those great kits ever since then. There's pictures of me of, of an early age wearing those kits. Uh, actually, a few months ago, I was in my mum's and we were cleaning out the loft and we found some of them. So I, I found a few of these old ones that were like, oh, wow. and I've got a young lad who's eight and he started he now wearing these retro kits, which I think is awesome. So <laughs> I, I was like, when, when I started wearing Liverpool kits, it was like the end of the you talk about sponsors. It was candy for a yep. while. And then it transitioned it as the Premier League came around into the Carlsberg kits. But I've always been fond of the, those grey away kits. Every so often, Liverpool reproduce their away kits and they go, they cycle through colours. So they have greens, whites, yellows, predominantly, and then this grey one. And those grey ones for me, the away kits tend to hold a special place. Like they tend to be my favourites, mainly because like I vividly remember having those those th- those candy kits. And listen, that was when Liverpool were magnificent. And bear in mind, I was three four years old. I don't remember Liverpool like being, but I remember having that kit going to a match in that kit which is just fabulous really so yeah they, that one definitely holds it and it's obviously it was before they 
they remodeled the logo so it was just a live bird and like a shield yeah so like that those early 90s ones for me that 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 in particular the, the candy one really sticks out as like a, a vivid memory of it even at such a young age it's crazy those old school trefoil logos as well just like jump out and i think it ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of people i mean like three four running around you're not going to sort of remember whether you were john barnes or ian rush in the garden when you're running around in those way but i mean do you have any memories of particular games or you know first goal scorers and things like that that's a that comes a little bit later so that comes i'd say mid 90s um my hero in the mid 90s was robbie fowler so there's a i don't even remember the, the 1994 95 the kits it was like they moved, they moved the logo to the centre of the kit, right in the middle. And, and then three stripes on each side coming up under the side. arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had the red one, um, and then the away kit, I, I like green shoulders, it was white with black stripes. Yeah. And then the third kit that season was like a gold, and it, it was like a, a really gold, like, but it was like a mustard, it wasn't gold, it was mustard. <laughs> you were lying there, and I think loads, I, 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 I know for a fact I wore loads. Robbie Fowler... Was was just like the hero. He was just coming through around that time in them kits. He was just like, bear in mind at this point in time, I'm like seven, eight years old. So every day in school or like football training, I just want to be Robbie Fowler. Everybody in Liverpool at this moment in time wants to be Robbie Fowler. He's the, he's the new hot kid on the block. You know what I mean? He's brilliant. He's scoring goals all the time. So I vividly remember that. Although I must, and I've got a confession to make. I've got no hair now. People listen to this won't know this. I'm a baldy fella, but. I used to have like long blonde hair when I was a kid. Me, my for some reason, had this like blonde locks. Um, yeah, and I remember Liverpool signed John Scales. For some reason, I got John Scales on the back of my Liverpool kit, and it was because he was blonde. And I thought, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. So, but, so uh, but I, I've got all these kits, and like I've, I've got like Fowler twenty three on the back of two of them, and then for some reason, I've got a gold one with um, yeah, with John Scales on the back of it, which I don't think um, I don't think there's many kids knocking around. I was going to say there won't be many of them out there, but I tell you what, he's an uh-huh. underrated player, and that sort of he, was he a model as well at the time? Like you know, he's yeah, a very handsome man. I think that was he was probably more he was. known honest, than any being any good athlete. But um, yeah, so I had that that goal kids as well. Like, they they had the ones we talk about like, going to like going places and and seeing games and remembering games like Robbie Fowler scoring the quickest ever hat trick in, in the Premier League that that time era. When you're eight and nine, again, you don't really understand the significance yeah. of it. You just see this fella who's just scoring loads and loads of goals. But he's away again. Is this going to be the hat trick? It could still be. It is. That's incredible. What a cue, eh? Unbelievable stuff from Robbie Fowler. Yeah, you can't help. Like, my son now idolises Mo Salah, and it's the exact same thing as that goal scorers always get the headlines. Don't yeah. Do. And, yeah, that those early, like that, so that's my, my first vivid memories of those, really, like, is the early to mid-90s. I went, my dad took me to games before that as a really young lad, but I don't really have any of those pictures, but I don't really remember them. But I do remember going to see, like, Robbie Fowler. We, a little bit later on, he scored two goals against Manchester United. We beat them 2-0. I, I, I vividly remember being in the stands for that game and watching the free kick go in. But you, you are right. It's when you see a picture of a kit and, and the memory floods back. That's yeah. what I like. I've got, obviously got, I'm looking at them now and like they, they, just the memories do flood back. Yeah, the Adidas equipment as well, having the sort of like, I mean, as sort of how Adidas were at the time as well. It just it just sets the whole era, doesn't it, in terms of the time as well. But um, yeah, what a time to be around Liverpool with sort of young players like that coming through, which you, which you've had throughout, and I'm sure we'll touch on more. But where does um, Steve McManaman 
rank in there. Was he coming through about the same time? Was he slightly later? He was slightly earlier. I think he, he just a little bit, but he was he was of the same of the same era again. He, he left obviously a little bit sooner. So we won the league cup in nineteen ninety five. So again, I would have been seven ish, and I, I I remember watching that game with my dad. Steve McManaman scored both goals against Bolton. We we, we beat them two one. Um, and yeah, he again at that point in time, he was like, and he was the hero again. When you leave, unfortunately, when you leave Liverpool and you leave it. Yeah, but harmoniously, but per se, like sometimes that tarnishes. Yeah, but you're right. Is that I don't think Steve McManaman gets idolised. Like the, the idols are Fowler for a bit, and it went on to Owen, and he left, and it went like that. But again, he was he was ridiculous. How good he was. Every kid in the playground, like you mentioned before, even wants to be Robbie Fowler or Steve McManaman. So you dribble around people sh- shouting yeah. that Steve McManaman, and you put it in the back of the net and say you're Robbie Fowler. So yeah, those were definitely the one. They they, they the, the the two really because. That Liverpool side was strange. It was a transitional side. A lot of older players who who were coming from the from the nineties the or the early eighties, late eighties rather. And yeah. then there was a couple of signings made in the Sooness Evans era. And then there was this young kid. So this the Liverpool squad was almost like a, a, a big marriage. Um, some lads who were probably a little bit past it. Some lads who probably weren't good enough. But then you had some of these really superstar young lads bursting onto the scene. Um, so yeah, the the, the, the McManaman stuff. He, he again, he came. I think he came a little bit before Fowler, but yeah, he was he was phenomenal as well. I wonder if how much of it to do with it being it was a pound a letter as well to print a name back then, wasn't it? So hey, you know, McManaman's a long old name, isn't it? I've got a story on this. So again, I think this was the I can't remember the exact kit. I think it was ninety six, ninety seven. It was like a it had like a white collar, the fold down collar, and I had like a V, like a, the, the cross on the on the chest. And the logo, for some reason, was in like an oval. He put it in. He put the Liverpool crest inside a giant oval for some reason. Is that the Reebok ninety six? Reebok ninety six. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember that kit, and I remember getting it, getting asking my mum to go and get me McManaman on the back of it, and she come back and said they didn't have enough A's, so she went, "But I got you this," and it was um, it was Jason Mahatia. And she went, it began with, it began with, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they had no, or it, whether me mother just, I think she saved herself a couple of quid, but yeah, rather than, I, I ended up with a Jason Mahasia shirt, which was, um, which was fine, but he wasn't Steve McManaman. So I was like, oh, thanks mum. But yeah, everyone else was Steve McManaman and I was, um, I was Jason Mahasia for, for 96, <laughs> I think everybody's got stories like that back then. I remember getting a, an English shirt with ints four on the back because I had enough pocket money for the shirt and like the shortest name and number. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder how many um, name sets were chosen on that basis. 96, 97, that's, um, that's a famous year, obviously, for the accrue kit as well, wasn't it? The first accrue, yeah, was it first kit. accrue kit? Yeah, accrue kit. Yeah, I love the accrue kit. So um, we actually on, on Red Men, we've actually we've done a whole documentary about that about that accrue kit. Um, Jay Pearson done a fabulous job uh, just going through the history of it, how it came about. The, the making of it, and it, it basically it came about because Reebok were trying to enter the fashion world essentially, and they thought you can, there's a crossover here between like people who wear tennis clothes casually around, like people you go out in Liverpool, no one no one wear footy kits to just be casual, and you know you you're either playing football or going to the match. Yeah, they didn't just knock about in a footy kit, and I think Reebok, given like the the Liverpool fashion scene at the time, were trying to break into that a little bit, so. Yeah, that accrued kit. We, we again the, the documentary is available if anyone wants to go and check it out on our website. But it's it. I loved it. I from the second I saw it, I mean, accrued isn't a thing. They've just made that up. It's cream, it's bait, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. They've just decided to make a colour up. It's just off-white, isn't it? Whatever it is. But 
the, the logic behind it made sense. It really did. It came off the back, of course, of like, you know, the FA Cup final suits where, the, you know, the, the lads in the white suits and stuff, all these, you know, these fashionable lads um, that didn't get as much good press as a, as the accrued kit did. But yeah, I, I I definitely had that accrued. I loved that kit. I had that. The only issue with that one is, mate, is that um, my mum used to wouldn't let me play footy in it because it was hard to watch. <laughs> it white. I was like, no, you, you, wear, you play footy, you can wear the red one. But... I, yeah, I, I definitely had that one. Uh, if you ask most Liverpool fans that, that rank like top away kids, everyone just brings out a crew. No one ever yeah. says we're the crew ever in life. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. But obviously when it comes to Liverpool football, yeah. fans, it definitely does. And they did the throwback to it last season, didn't they? But like, was that shirt massive at the time? Were people wearing it everywhere? Or is it the nostalgia factor of it or both? Well, I've, I, again, I, I remember everyone like, Again, I, I was a kid, so it's different. But like, all your, all your mates had it. Everyone had it. It was just like it was it was hot property. I, I remember like the marketing campaign with like Patrick Berger wearing it with like two models and stuff. Like, you know, what I mean? like really, really yeah, like, yeah. like the on the fashion elements of it. Um, I think I actually had Berger on the back of my head at one point as well. And yeah, yeah, it was huge. It was like that was again. It's difficult because when you're so young, but I, I, I it's. Even like looking back to history, you know, I haven't done the, watched the documentary and been involved a little bit with Jay doing it. Like that was the kit where like it it, it became a fashionable thing. You, Peter Moore obviously later became Liverpool the chairman himself, but he, he speaks on the documentary well and he says like that was the aim was like we wanted something where you could wear it with jeans and trainers and go down the pub or go meet your mates wearing it. And he, and I think he, I think they succeeded to be fair because it was a it was it was quite a fashionable thing as well. Um, you couldn't have wore the home kit that year because it had the big collar and the thing, and you definitely couldn't wear the goalkeeper kits that year because they were bright green and bright orange. Yeah, you, you could probably wear, like, you could get away with wearing it. And I think, like I say, it was. I think the idea sparked a, a little bit from tennis gear. Like you, you know, Bjorn Borg, could, Bjorn Borg could wear his t-shirt on the court, and he, and then someone could wear that same t-shirt and go go for a, a meal in it. And I think that was what they were trying to do. I don't think they ever got, quite got that far with it because ultimately it's a big kit with Carlsberg and a big logo yeah. on. But I think the, I think that was the, the that was when the, I think that's when Reebok in particular were really trying to get the the fashionability for lack of a better word of the kits, trying to get them like main a little bit more mainstream. But I think I think they did okay with that one. I don't think they, I don't think they followed suit because some of the ones that came later were shockers. But I think they did all right with that one. Hundred percent, and that was like yeah, a era. That was like Britpop coming through. It's fashionable to have the sort of um, sports street culture, and I think that just dialed into the time really, really well, didn't it? And Burger, new sign in '96. I mean, post Euro '96, wouldn't I? I guess he was the big sign in that summer, maybe. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, and he was. Yeah, I love that. He was brilliant. Like again, all the all the girls liked him, and all the lads looked onto the beer. I think he, he had that going for him as well. But yeah, he was a he, he, when he arrived. He was part of that like that that era. I think there's a. Liverpool's like marketing campaign for that was like a couple of the players dressed up as the Beatles, you know, like nice. Jason on the drums. I think, I think Stan Collingwell, might, I think, might have all been involved as well. And like the player at Melwood on the drums and the guitar, they really went down, like what you said, the, the, the Brit pop culture, fashion, trying to bring all that together in the 90s. That was, I think, that was the thinking behind that, uh, that kit for sure. I'm seeing a theme in the players that you had in the back of the back of your shirt. So you went for the long hair. So you had scales, then McAteer, and then Burger. Yeah, maybe maybe a four source one can come in. But, but let's, do that. <laughs> let's do this now. If it was, yeah, if it was, if it was modern, I'd be in trouble. Like you say, following up that year of kits with Reebok, they've sort of hit and miss. I'm, I can only speak from a neutral perspective over the next few years, but... Did any of the rest of that sort of Reebok area jump out in the memory? I, I mean, the goalkeeper kits stand out because they were so bad. 
like I've got a few. My brother's a goalkeeper, so again, as kids, he got all the goalie kits. And like now, with nostalgia, they're actually quite funny. But like, if you go back, I'd say from the, the first Reebok goalkeeper kits, there was like an orange one with like a little tiny live bears printed all over it. Um, then the next year, they have like a, a luminous green kit, and the away kit is almost I don't know how to describe it, but it's like blue and grey with like a green sun, and it's all yeah. like they, they went through that mad thing of like. Goalkeepers need to be intimidating and be like fluorescent. And, and like, I remember getting all these kits. I'd get the home kit every year, and my brother would get the goalkeeper kit. And then, and then at Christmas, you get the other one, you get the away kit. And yeah, the away yeah. kit that's kind of how we did it. So every two, every, every side, I'd be like, what are you getting that for? Could, could you not just like wear a player's kit? I, I can't, I, you can't come out with me. Wear it. And, and he was made up, and he's like, it was horrendous. Obviously, some of them were so bad. So they stand out. But yeah, they, they went to like, they had a couple of years where the, they had like a bright, the bright yellow away kit. And I always think of um, when Liverpool, like I mentioned before, it's either green, grey, white, the yeah, crew stuff, the yellow. And I always hate the yellow ones. Yeah. Just think, aesthetically, or yeah, does it I, I always seem to, I always think we play crap in them as well. I think they look rubbish ever since the crown paints one in the 80s, which is just a fabulous kit. Every yellow kit, they just, oh, I don't like them. So go back to 97, 98. Mm-hmm. So yellow kit. With a red and black collar, with a red logo, a red Reebok logo, and then the sponsors in black. And yeah. Like, What's going? Who, who, who signed off on this? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, looking back at it, I mean, that's it's a car crash, isn't it? In terms oh, of so the colourways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't remember. Why would I? Wouldn't be old myself. But interesting that the goalkeeper shirts had the uh, Reebok manufacturer on the on the collar as opposed to like on the kit itself which um yeah again no idea and then and like the 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 kits had the word reebok on on, with the logo but the goalkeeper kits never they just had the the reebok thing i I don't know it was very strange yeah i I can't get it i sometimes think with designers they have a a specific brief like from the club you need to do maybe do this this and this and then no one bothers to tell them about goalie kits and they just go right freedom it's like giving me my, my four year old daughter the the freedom of the paint set and just go and fill your boots and there's that splashing things everywhere and yeah the goalkeeper kits man I think what happened was Peter Schmeichel said somewhere that he he wanted a, a kit to make himself look intimidating and everyone thought right Peter Schmeichel's dead good and if he does that right David James you're going to be brilliant now have this illuminous kit it didn't it didn't quite work for David um, you make him catch crosses did it yeah it didn't it didn't help him to be honest yeah so uh, but I don't think um, people look back at those goalie kits my boss Paul is a goalkeeper and he he, he collects some of them and stuff. And I look at them and I go, how can you? And he loves them. I was like, mate, they're so bad. I can't get there. It's almost like I'm missing something. Like, you know, when you like, you go to an art gallery and they go, oh, look at this art. And it's just like, yeah. it's a light bulb tied to a string with like hands. I was like, it's just a light bulb. Like, and no, no. <laughs> I, I, that's why I feel with these goalkeeper kits. I'm like, what am I missing? Because they're just rubbish. It does full circle, doesn't it? And some people sort of really want to see them come back. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit like you. I don't, yeah, we'll call it modern art, shall we? And, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> but this Reebok partnership actually was longer than I remember. So I just remember it in my head, I say it's neutral looking in, it was sort of three or four years, but it was nearly 10 years actually, this partnership in the end. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, had, a, we had Reebok kits right up until 05, 06. So Adidas came back in 07. Sorry, 06, 07. So um, yeah, we, we Reebok lasted a long time. I loved the, um, the gold one that we won the FA Cup in, the treble winning season. That's a that's a really good kit. That is gold. That, you know, that I don't want to talk about before. That was mustard. This one is actually more of a gold. Um, it was a bit controversial at the time because it, it has blue on it. 
Um, yeah, under it's a very dark blue, isn't it? Yeah, very under dark the, blue, but it's still blue. And I, I, right. I, yeah, I remember a few people raising a few eyebrows at that one for sure. Uh, how can Liverpool have blue on the on the their kits? Um, we we did used to back in the day. We, our first kit was blue, but yeah, I think um, I do remember that raising a couple of eyebrows for sure. And then they, they went down the line of the um, the, the white piping around the sides. So when Liverpool win the treble that kit, that that's a really standout one again. And by this point, Reebok had got rid of the. The logo and it's just the word now. It's just Reebok again. They've yeah. moved the they've moved the logo central again. They did this. The, the logo went from left to center to left to center. They just, they just jiggled it about a little bit for some reason. But yeah, we won the, the treble in 01. I think there's a good selection of three kits there: the the reds one, the gold one, then the green with the um the sash. Yeah, I love that kit. That's an amazing kit. That was they, they, that was in the times where, where last year's away kit became your third kit the next season. It wasn't as money making now, you know. This year, this, now it's three kits a season, and it is what mm. it is. Back then, your away kit became your third kit for a bit. Um, so I had all again. I had all of those ones, and that that green one in particular, I thought was awesome. Who, who were the players of the time that really stand out to you? So that, that, by that time, this was when Steven Gerrard's starting to emerge. He's he's about to become the next big thing, but the the thing is Michael Owen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're two we're two years on now, aren't we? From Argentina in the World Cup when it was a very inclusive city anyway. We don't, we don't really care what anyone else thinks anyway. <laughs> like, I remember vividly thinking Mike, how good Michael Owen was. We'd seen him for a couple of years now. And then at the time, I was supporting England, I remember, and I was thinking, how is this player not playing? Like, I, these lads must be the best players in the world because Michael Owen's on the bench. Like, I can't get my head around this. This is mm-hmm. great. Well, are we missing something? Is everyone else missing something? And then Michael Owen comes on, does that, and then he stays in the team and he's brilliant. And then by old, by 2000, 2001, he's in Ballon d'Or discussion. He wins Ballon d'Ors in this era as well. He was like the superstar Michael Owen. We, we, and if it's a bit like, um, like finding a band before they get big, like being mm-hmm. a King's Leon fan before they brought sex on fire out. <laughs> that was what, that's what we all felt like with Michael Owen. We all knew and nobody yeah. else knew. And then he scored that goal against Argentina and then, it, and then everyone kind of knew. Yeah. Like that, so that, that treble winning season, that, like that, that, Late nineties to very early two thousands is is dominated by Michael Owen. He was just incredible. It's 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 hard to put into words, and obviously feelings towards that guy have obviously changed. He could be away here, Michael Owen. He's got goals with him, but it's still Owen. Oh, what a goal! This eighteen-year-old has electrified the world. You know, Michael Owen pretty much won as the FA Cup by himself in, in that final. He was just, and he was a superstar, and he, he really was. Was that Arsenal in the final? Yeah, they battered us. I was there, mate. They absolutely battered us. It was boiling hot. Millennium Stadium, they played us off the park. They, they scored the first goal. We handball one off the line. Stefan Onjo gets away with it, just saves it. <laughs> no VAR back then, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no VAR, fine, crack on. Like everyone just, I think he just, he was he was half walking off to go and get, to go and get an early bath. Ref didn't spot it, and then out of nowhere, yeah, we we score Owen equalizers like a flick down off a corner, and then late on, Arsenal are going for the win, and we just hit them with one long ball down the side, and Michael Owen runs through scores, and Liverpool win the, and that's the obviously they'd already won the League Cup that season, and they'd be Birmingham on penalties, and then they get go and win this FA Cup, and then not long later they go and win the UEFA Cup, and, and then the last game of the season they'd be Charlton to qualify for the Champions League, so it was like. We played every game we could. That's you know it was one of those ones and like sixty odd games. We had that that 
that goal kit. If, if, if you show any Liverpool, if you just show any Liverpool fan that kit, they'll just go two thousand and one Michael Owen. It'll, yeah. It just it, that's the only thing. Like Liverpool played like thirty games probably in that or whatever in that kit that season. But it's like yeah. no cards of Michael Owen two one Arsenal. It just straight away. And that's what kicks and deep kicks and deep yeah. when you sort of those those moments and those flashbacks when you look at them. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible stuff. Skipping forward, then was it? Were people glad to see Adidas back when they came back into the fold? Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. Yeah, because I, I actually think that the the Reebok kits were actually good. I think the the general consensus when was when Adidas come back was like, yeah, this is going to be good. I mean, personally, they started with a yellow away kit, which I hated. But you asked before about like favorite Liverpool kits, and this one is mine. It was the oh six oh seven, but it's the third kit. It's mainly white. Like a, a turquoise trim onto one side. Um, the memory that comes back to me is beating Barcelona in the new camp and Craig Bellamy does the, the, the golf club celebration. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I before he'd attacked John Anarisi with a golf club, um, <laughs> no one really knew about until then. But yeah, that kid, I think that was an unbelievable kid. It was only again, we're at the stage now where we're, we're producing this is what Reebok, this is what Adidas did. Obviously, they paid a lot of money to be involved in the pool, so they have to make it back. So they start making bespoke third kits now. Mm. Last year's away kit isn't next year's third kit. This is where we're yeah. we're doing that. The home shirt that season's brilliant as well. It's because uh, they put the collar, they bring the collar back with the with the three with the with the Adidas three stripes on the shoulders, the the, the central logo. Um, the away kit just think gets yellow. I don't like them, but the that third kit I absolutely adore. We've got one in our studio now, and it's on him. Um, it's literally on the set, and I've, I've pushed really hard for that. Like. <laughs> uh, we built a new set at the studio with um and we've gone that obviously with the we've got the main set which is all red and we've got loads of red kits and up and that. We've got a second studio and we've gone down the the awake theme and we've gone down the greens. So all like the green okay. the, the greens we've had and I've made I, that that one was definitely getting in there. I think it's brilliant. I love it. I mean some people say it looks like toothpaste, but but I think it's I think it's fantastic. I love it. See, uh, Team Guys template, I think, is the Adidas era at the time. But it's funny, people talk about throwback shirts now and sort of looking at shirts of, of the previous era. This is 06, 07. And it's, for me, it's a throwback of like the 94 Liverpool shirt. You had the quarters one, didn't you? And then, you, like you say, with the one that we started with the, um, around that era as well, with the stripes coming up underneath the, the white and the green, it, it, it ties in really nicely with those from 10 years earlier. So I think it's so good looking. I think it's it's really and they hardly wore it is the thing they they, they rarely wore it, but it just so happens that like you know one of the most famous victories we've ever had. Yeah, teams to go to Barcelona and beat them. They, they were wearing that one the night after two of the players tried to murder each other with golf clubs. And it comes to Bellamy and Wozanow on the line. It is now from Couch, but Bellamy will claim the goal. Crucial away goal for Liverpool. I actually think towards the end of Adidas, it started to get they started getting a bit rubbish. It was mainly when the sponsor changed, so they, they bring in standard charts in ten eleven. Um, yeah. Bear in mind at this point, the pool are going through all kinds of issues. We're not that good anymore for a start. There's ownership problems. It's all a bit messy, um, and then the kits kind of reflect that. Like you look back at them, and you go, "Ugh." That whole that like that couple of years. So it's the the white away with the really thin red stripe. Thin stripe through it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the third kit is black with like a luminous yellow type and horrendous. Yeah, not great. And then 11, 12, the home kit's even got like little like flakes on it. I'm not even sure how you describe it. It's like a little interwoven pattern. They have an away kit that year um, that's all black. And then the third kit, 
is blue. It's, it's white and blue. It's I mean, you just never, you cover the badge and just, you'd never, ever associate that ever, ever as being a Liverpool shirt, would you? It's, it's, it's mine. It's, it's, they've got this white kit and it's blue and it's black and blue. It's like, where's that come from? Kind of thing. How's that, how's that been allowed? That, that wasn't, yeah. And again, they very rarely wore it, but yeah. I think at this point that was the last of the years. Then they, they they get off, but yeah, I I think it started well, and I think by the end of it, it, it was getting worse and worse. Which then takes us into this warrior era. Yeah, speaking of worse, geez, was um, what? So you got to be careful what you wish for. Here, you said it was going downhill with Adidas, and then yeah, uh... yeah well, luckily it didn't get better. Um, the, the you know what annoyed me on the first warrior kit was that logo and the sponsor, and we're a goal, we're golden, but it's like a. Uh, it's like mustardy again. It's not great. So that first home kit, it's all it's, it's a nice red one. And I think if it was white, if the logo and the warrior and the, and the standard charter were white, it'd look better. But they done it in that really dingy goldy yellow kit. The away kit's obviously black and grey, which I mean, I'm not sure how that goes. And then the third kit is like it's like a it's like a dark blue with white sleeves, like an orange, <laughs> an orange colour. They were. I've got zero that, memory of that kit that, to be honest. Yeah, that was them. Um, getting into the market and back, back the next year is when they went just crazy and went went absolutely mad with the bash it crazy yeah. yeah 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 the third shirt that year yeah and they, and they awake it so yeah that's the year they pull nearly win the Premier League titles they go very very close to winning the Premier League title that year unexpectedly with Brendan Rodgers so there's a lot of good memories of the of, of the actual games in those kits because we, we we were we were phenomenal really it didn't end well at the end. We just fell short, literally, with with the captain falling over. But but it was going unbelievably well. But I, the backdrop to that was like we're beating all these teams, but we look an absolute show in these away kits. So mm-hmm. the, the white one looks like someone's playing Space Invaders. <laughs> now you said that, yeah. And then the third kit is the only way you can describe it is like imagine like a pie chart where it's got a half and then two quarters. The top half's black. And then the bottom quarter is purple, and then the other part's white. But then the sleeves are alternate. So on the on the left hand side of the kit, it is a purple base, but the sleeve is white. And then vice versa on the other side, it, it's 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 atrocious, really. And um, yeah, I remember us beating teams, going, "Oh my god!" I remember I think we played Stoke, obviously, because they play in red and white, and we had to wear that. And it's like, "Oh my god, we're, we're battling these." But like, we 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 look an absolute shambles. Like it was just like, and, and I remember. Because, like you said before, about like the, the the fashion scene, people might disagree, and and like, but like the scouts fashion scene is really hot. Like people like like to look wearing certain things and looking like relatively think that we dress well and, and all that kind of stuff, quite smart or whatever. Um, and then these came out, and it's just like we can't wear that. There's, there's, <laughs> it undid the uh, the accrued kit from the nineties. People stopped wearing them, yeah. There's no way you can wear this. There's, just, there's not a chance. I don't think the footy players wanted to wear them. It's like, how can we be wearing the Space Invaders kit? Who signs off on this? Yeah. It got worse next year. The fair kit next year is black and grey stripes across. It's got a red collar. And then for some reason, there's a red sash. But we're... Again, I've got zero memory of this as well. Zero memory. So it's the 13, it's the 14, 15 third kit. It looks like someone's gone over it, and it's it's so bad if you, if you want to Google it. So it's black and grey horizontal stripes, but there's a sash across the middle, and where it intertwines with the grey, they've made that black, and where it intertwines with the black, I think they made it red. It's just yeah. it's an absolute disaster. The away kit looks like, like a monobrow. It's a yellow kit. 
which was a, a, a wavy model brow pattern across the top. Yeah. Um, the home kit he did that year was actually quite nice, the white, red and white pipe. And for some reason, the large bird's still gold. So, the, so we've got Warrior in white and the sponsors in white, but the badges in gold, which I don't quite get. Um, but the, the third kit is a bad one, and the away kit, like I say, it just looked like someone's like a giant eyebrow on the on the on the kit. I know why Warrior got in because they were mates with the owners, and it made sense the right. market and stuff. Because obviously, Boston like company Liverpool have now been taken over by this point, haven't they? By by Fenway Sports Group. But yeah, I mean John Henry didn't didn't he, got, he, he rectified the lady because he got New Balance on the case. But for a while, those Warrior kits were were stinky. Then you won the Premier League in New Balance, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they the New Balance finished in 1920. So we had we had, we were with New Balance from yeah 15, 16, right through to 1920. Uh, so a few years there. They they were they are gorgeous kids. So they they came straight away. They got rid of all the crazy designs. It was like red home kit, plain red sorted, white yeah. away kit with red pipe and sorted, black third kit, like a great like so sorted. So I think they just listened to all the feedback that war- that Warrior had got and just stripped it all the way back and produced like some really lovely ones. So it was a good a, a good start and place for them. Uh, they just went back to basics basically. I think that's something we see from New Balance at uh, various clubs as well. They sort of they take it back to be, you know some people say overly simple, but actually the great thing about New Balance kit is you look at the kit and you know what team that is straight away, don't you? You know, and that, and that's part of it. You know, you look at Liverpool shit, you know that's a Liverpool shirt. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the branch out a bit later because I, I remember the mark, and I remember, I can't remember really, it was someone from the club, I think, at the time. So, 16, 17, they said they're going to have like two relatively normalish kits, but they're always going to have one that is like almost marketed for children. Yeah. Um, so, most of the new balance there kits for a little bit then become like really bright, luminous colors. So, they start off in 16, 17, red home kit again, black away kit with the red like pipes, which were nice. But then you have like the I think it was called, was it Toxic Green? That's some weird name. Yeah. It's basically like a, a green highlight, a pen colour um, with like a black shoulders on. I've actually, it's funny enough, um, we were doing some promo shoots at work last week and I wore that. All of us got told to wear an away kit, a green away kit, and everyone's, uh, me being a bit of an idiot, basically a bit of a clown. Everyone else coming in all like the, the you mentioned like the really nice green ones and the yeah. pastel and stuff and I rocked in with the... Um, with the with the luminous green kit, so you keep an eye out on that one. I actually quite like it to be honest with you. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. By this point as well, I'm a dad now. So my son was born in in 2014. So I'm starting to get these kids. He's had every kid. He's so spoiled. He really is. <laughs> it's cost us all a fortune. But like I, 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 I'm in now. He, he, I'm just I'm there. I'm in. My yeah. hope is at some point I'll save them all. I might be able to sell them and get some of this money back. So I remember, like the, this is the era where me, me, me lad starting to wear these kits as well. So that my memories shift. I don't wear them. I, I don't yeah. have my memory shifts to my son. So like he, again, he had the, he was born in fourteen. So by the time 
15, 16, he's got all three of those. And then every year, then he's had every single, all three of them. So when I look at these, that's what it brings back now. Like that bright yellow one, he's two, yeah. three years old, bouncing around. Like it, 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 they actually look all right on kids. So it's I, perfect. You can't lose them either, can you? Yeah, tell, yeah, it's handy if you've taken down a park. But it, the problem is, there's like, everyone's wearing it. Everyone's wearing it, yeah. <laughs> doesn't help. doesn't really help. By this point, things have really started turning around, which obviously helps the memory of kids. When you're rubbishing yeah. the kids, it, it doesn't help. When you, when you when the lads are winning things or you know doing well and getting to finals, it does help. So 18-19, you won the Champions League in those kits. They stick to my mind. And um, the third kit goes back to right at the beginning when you're talking about your favourite candy kit. That's a throwback to it, isn't it? It's- yeah, so the, the, yeah, the, the again this time they go for the luminous type kit. They make, they make the away kit so it's like a purple, um, and it's not great to be honest. Um, it's not the best kit in the world. But the third kit that year is the grey. They go back to like the it's a, almost like a throwback to the old daddy. That's ones like you say. Um, that's a, yeah, that was a nice one. That, that really was. The the shorts were a bit weird. I thought because they were like a. They were, I thought they should have been the dark grey, but they went they went with a lighter colour for some reason. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why, but it looks good with the reds sponsor the logo and the and the. And obviously, the sponsor, the logo, and the, the the New Balance logo all being in red, but that was a good one. That really was. I I, I like that one. He went for the purple away kit that year. Um, you know what's funny? You talk about players. I look at that kit, and the first player who comes to my mind for some crazy reason. Listen, they put in the Champions League that year. We were really don't we were awesome, and I can't think back. But like we have Shakiri, we score a goal against Burnley away, and he looks at the camera and kind of winks at the camera and he, he folds his arms. Yeah. And like, and he's in that kit, and he's like, look, and that's that, that, that's what comes back of all the great, like I say, with all due respect to Jaden Shakiri, Liverpool won the championship. Yeah. yeah, with with Salah, Mane, Firmino, all these lads. Like, the first fella who comes to my mind on that grey one, yeah, it's it's a little shack scored in that goal at Burnley, but yeah, that's a, yeah just that that's a, that was a nice kid. It helps Liverpool with champions in Europe in the red one, so that's always going to be fun. You know, if you beat Barcelona four 0 like it's always it's not going to not be remembered fondly that one after that point in time. But again, you got to remember that season as well. Was then we we almost won the title, like so so close um and again vincent company scores from the car park and, and, and we've, and we've mm. all we know the leicester goal was it was that yeah leicester? yeah, yeah. Just, uh, and that's the night before the barca thing happened like the so or, or, that that could have been so so harsh like Liverpool were so close to winning the, the league and the european cup and then before you know it they're nearly out because they've just been hammered in barcelona vincent company's just done that against leicester and you're thinking christ almighty you're not going to do anything here but thankfully we're out in hand because um he performed so well that year, he deserved it. But that that Reds home kit of 1819, um, I imagine that, that holds a lot of special memories for a lot of people. Along with 1920, for obvious reasons. That was yeah, 1920 was obviously the 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 year when we won the league. Obviously interrupted by COVID, but it it doesn't matter really because we won the league before anyone had even heard the COVID. Listen, I'm a Swindon fan and I'm taking the uh ours was very much a points per game asterisk. So I mean, yeah, you can yeah. definitely have that. At least you played the games. Well, and also we won the league. We won twenty-three of twenty-four. We hadn't lost. We didn't lose a game until like after Christmas. It was stupid. We absolutely robbed it. And yeah, so I actually don't think that kit looks. Like, I don't think aesthetically it's it's a nice kit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the pinch. I'm not a big pinstripes fan. Um, it's, it's a bit baseball-y for me. I think the away kit is fabulous. It's the white with the navy blue sponsor. It's got like little tiny red things on the sleeves. The third kit is. It's dark with like turquoise trimmings across it and like loads of dots, which is all right. But the, I remember the away kit that year. I think the away kit's brilliant. But like I say, Liverpool in the league and that kit, so it's always now going to be fondly. I actually think the year before's kit was nicer. But yeah. cause again, I don't understand why the sponsor's white, but the logo and the, the badge of gold. I mean, I, I've never understood that. It should always be the same for me. It should, it should be uniform across the kit. 
um, it, listen, yeah, the champions of the 30 year wait to be, become champions. And like I say, beating everyone. It was ridiculous. We started that season and we just were unstoppable. It, I've never seen football as, as, as not even fun, just ruthless, just absolutely focused, driven going. Last year, we got done out of this by a single point and things could have been so different. We are not leaving anything to chance. We are just going full steam ahead and we just obliterated the entire league, game after game after game after game. Um, and then I remember beating Man United at home 2-0. Salah scores very, very late on, like very late on. And at that point, everyone starts singing, we're going to win the league, we're going to win. But we, we all knew we won the league mm. two months ago. We were just scared of jinxing it because we've been here before. And, you know, typical Liverpool, you know, they might yeah. bottle it, they might blow it. Everyone knew by... I think we beat Manchester City in the December and we battered them. A Boxing Day game, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. that game, actually? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 batter Man- we batter Manchester City and by then it's, it, 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 it's done. Like, we, league's done. Um, we go to Aston Villa in the white one and we, we, we're 1-0 we're down in the 86th minute and we win 2-1. Robertson and Mane score. Mane scores a very late header. Robertson scores a header too. Um, and it's that, again, it was just like, we, we all knew it was just so surreal because... Liverpool have always been. We've had listen. I can't argue. We've had great success. I've seen Liverpool City with everything now. But we, when we were, we never really. We were always the nearly men in the league. It was like, oh, if this would have went our way, or oh, if it wasn't for the refs, or it, what, there was always an excuse. Yeah. And this was the first season. It was like, no, it was the, it was one of the most comprehensive league wins anyone's ever had. The COVID thing actually makes it funny because we're the latest team to ever officially win the league in a camp. Just because of COVID. But he's done done and dusted well games, before. Yeah. In terms of games played, it's probably the earliest. By like February, it was it was it was done. It was it was it was it was an absolute wrap. It was brilliant. It was just like so we were so good. It, it, so that it, it does it brings back like I say fond memories of um you know Salah Mane Firmino doing their thing, Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah. I mean for being just just fabulous, everyone just at the top of their game. <laughs> And then it's on to, on to Nike and where we are today. You know, you've been like, what, three or four years now? Yeah, so the first one was 2021, obviously, the, um, the, the, the pandemic season. That one's why I caught, it's got like the toothpaste collar, the red yeah. light. It's got, it's got that one. I've had the funny crossover at the, at the front and at the back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, you know, if no, if no one sees you wear a football kit, does it exist? No one, did you ever wear? Yeah, did you ever wear the third kit that year? The black one, I couldn't black and checkered one. I can't again. It's yeah, we did. Yeah, occasionally. So we, we I think we uh, again West Ham. Well, these are games where we didn't get to go. We didn't see this. I don't mm. think anyone saw this kit be wore in like from for much of it. There was a couple of games around the Christmas time where like a few fans were allowed in. I remember like there was a, a, fa- a ten thousand capacity or something was allowed at Tottenham. It would be top, but like so very, very few people actually got to go to the games, obviously, in this year. 21 22 is when we get the um, I said before, I don't like pinstripes, but I don't mind. This one was like diagonal, stripe. diagonal, diagonal's different, yeah, yeah. I can, I can get I can get on board with that. And then um, this was, and then they brought the crew kit back, obviously, as the, as the away kit this year, which again is, is just brilliant. The, the, the third kit is, again, it's like, like the McDonald's checks on the collar. That was a bad one, no, that wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that again, that crew kit though that came back, that was another one that just just sold out, didn't it? Everywhere, people couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, and then we probably well, we beat my United five mil in it. Um, and as soon as that happens again, if you do that, if you if you go to Old Trafford, it just becomes yeah. iconic. But you're right, and the, again, the reason Jay, I touched the one before the yeah, crew documentary Jay did was based on the fact that did this coming back. Uh, okay, 
that's kind of the, the the thinking around the why why he did this documentary because obviously it's a different company. It's Nike, but it's no longer Reebok. Yeah, yeah. But with the thing, why has he been brought back and all that kind of stuff? So it's a, that that's a it's, a it's a beautiful kit. That one it really is. We'll definitely get a link out to that documentary on the on the sort of Twitter feed with um, with this episode so that people can find it because that's that sounds absolutely terrific. Um, and I guess that brings us up to up to today. And again, you know, Liverpool kits this season. There's been a little bit of noise around the away and the yeah, the home. I, I love the home kit this season. It's, I think it's gorgeous. I actually like the third kit, the green with like the, the but the away kit is. Um, I think when they, they marked that one is going back to like the. Um, the rave scene of Liverpool, it was marked yeah. like the cream discos and the paradox nightclub and all that. Granted, that a bit before my time that I wasn't old enough to go to the cream in the in the nineties and the paradox stuff. But like, it's it. Okay, I mean, my son's got it, and it, it, it's all right, all kids. But like, it's not the best. It's 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 actually quite hard to look at. Like, it kind of messes with your head a little bit. It's like it, yeah. moves, the waves move with them, and it's like, oh my god, like. He plays footy now. He has to rotate between his red one and his green one. I'm not allowed to wear the white yeah. one. <laughs> See, look, you complained about your mum, but now your missus is sort hey, of. Me, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm like, you can't wear that <laughs> off. Get the red one. I'm not allowed to wear that one. But keep that. I've got to sell that a few years to make the money back, mate. Yeah, yeah. You're not having that on it. Well, we covered a lot there. If you had to choose um, one shirt, which one's it going to be? My favourite shirt. Was the 0607 yeah. third kit definitely? Yeah, that's the that, that's the the, the 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 Craig Bellamy golf club one. I think it's I think it's absolutely brilliant. Wow. Um, okay. In terms, of that, in terms of how it looks, I think I think I love that kit of, of, of all the the change kits. Um, 0607. That's when I think Steven Gerrard was the best midfielder in the world at, around that time. I think from 05 to like 09, he was just unbelievable. It's incredible mm. how he was. I still think it's I think it's underplayed. I think a lot of people just trying. I get it. He didn't win the Premier League title. I completely understand. He nearly did at the end. By then, he was nowhere near what he was. But that around then, he was just unstoppable. Like Liverpool getting to finals, Liverpool getting to cup finals, winning them. With all due respect, with some of the players who probably weren't that great, some some of them were. He's dragging them there on his own. Yeah, some of them. He had some good. Listen, he had some good players. He had he had Alonso's. He had he, he had good players. He had Pepe Reina in goal, but like he was just out of this world. So. When I think of 06, 07, it would be him. And, and then in terms of like the um, the Champions League winning side, my favourite of them all, like I think Mo Salah should be the, is the best. But Sadio Mane is my favourite. I knew there's a bet coming. I just, I just, I, 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 he's just incredible. Like I always say he was the best signing Jürgen made in terms of, because he was the first one really. Jürgen came in, had half a season, knew what he had to go and do. He couldn't go out and buy Virgil van Dijk because he didn't have that yet. We weren't mm. there, so we needed he needed to go and identify some players just to get the ball rolling. He goes out and gets Wijnaldum, um, and gets in particular Sadio Mane, and then Sadio Mane on his own pretty much dragged us to fourth place pretty much that that, that year. We we lose him to Afcon for a little bit, and he yeah. flies home on like the Wednesday, and he's in the team the next day or something because we were, we just we were yeah. so lost without him. Um, I love Sadio Mane. He came second in the Ballon d'Or, right? And like, he, he, that's how good he was. He's always, he always feels a little bit like the bride, made and not the bride. That's a couple of great choices. Absolutely brilliant, Steve. That's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed going through you know, the those kits and some of the players and what have you. It's been um, really great to get your insight on that. We will share the link to the documentary. We'll share a link to your YouTube channel and pieces like that. But thanks ever so much for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Loved it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
I think the one thing that everyone could definitely relate to in that is is buying shorter names because I remember the first shirt I ever had with a name set on, I wasn't allowed over a certain amount of layers either. So, yeah. But no, what I, I like I like that feature. I think it's great when you look back at clubs. I think it's amazing. Club at Liverpool, there are quite a lot of manufacturers over the years. And I don't know, I think it's always interesting to see the, the differences in kits, what people actually choose as their favourites and, and the ones they don't like as well. It's good. Enjoyed that. Coming from a rival fan, they're a huge club and they have a lot of history and it was really interesting to hear a proper diehards fan opinion on it and I am reading this from script because I've been told that if I have a biased opinion I could potentially be suspended I'll um, I'll delete those up kilt photos now Scott <laughs> <laughs> very good very good in all seriousness though it's we're all football fans we've all got our favourite team Tom's a fucking dirty Chelsea fan, but you know, we all get on. We're all here for the same thing. And that's why we don't speak football because we're here for the Liverpool shirts. Everybody's got their team. So it was it was a good feature. And I think the Liverpool fans will really enjoy it. Well done, Scott. I only took four takes for you to say that and um, just stick to dirty Chelsea fan and not put something else in there that we couldn't broadcast. So well, well, well done, Scott. Um uh, what have we got coming up over the next few weeks, gentlemen? Well, we do have a very special Wales episode where we're going to be talking about the career in kits of Gareth Bale. And we might sneak a little bit of FIFA Pro Evolution chat in there as well, maybe a bit of football manager. So if that might give you a clue as to who this is we have on. And then what else have we got? We've, I'll tell you what we have got. We've got another author of a really, really good book, one that Tom's currently reading, ready for our uh, our chat with him soon. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting one. Uh, and also what we have got is we have still got our little survey going on for the greatest shirts of all time. We've had some absolutely bonkers admissions for that. I don't think we've had the same shirt at number one more than twice so far. So it's going to be amazingly varied. But keep them coming as much as it's going to pay me to go through all of them. So, yeah, email them into hello at ttkaopod.com. I'm very, very excited to see what comes here. My son tried to get his nomination in this week, actually, and it was slightly more biased than mine. So I, I, I banned him. He, he chose the uh, the special edition Roma shirt from this year that they only wore in a friendly in Japan as the number one shirt ever in the history of football. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say what you chose. I'm not going to ruin that yet. But there is no way anyone's could be more biased than what you chose in your top five. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'll be objective and I um, know I was um, still got a giveaway <laughs> open as well we have we have one that I like a lot is a, it's a, a classic uh, Bayern Munich shirt that is up for grabs from EH Retro uh, real good shirt there's been a lot of entries in it so far but if you haven't done it already get on the socials and get involved yeah Show great guy as well. So do have a look at him on the socials as well. He's in the in the tag for the competition. Have a look at some of the shirts he got at the moment. He's got some great stock. Oh, that's a busy week. That was a busy week. Anybody up to anything exciting over the next seven days? Nah, not me. Working, but I have ordered a few shirts. So I'm um, I'm um, I've only ordered four all year, and I've now got two on the way. So I'm you know fifty percent on top. But and I've got one special one I'm working on getting for a good price. Mm. I get home from work next week, and I've got. Five shirts sitting waiting for me at the house. <laughs> and I've got one on the way because when Scott gets home, he's going straight to the post office to post that Argentina shirt. I have a print job to do that I will, I will be doing very carefully considering I think we found the last two 
medium authentics in the whole entire world. There we go. I've got uh, I've got another pink shirt on the way as well, Mike. I know you like my little pink shirt. Yeah, yeah. We as we've established because you're a Palermophile, aren't you? Very good, very good. <laughs> right, until next week, gentlemen. Let's have a good one. I'm not fucking saying I complimented Liverpool fans this time. They think it's all over. It is now. Walk on, walk on. <laughs> <laughs>